0: Hey guys, it's James Chester here You're listening to the Gather Round the Lamp podcast by underagaslitlamp.com
1: Gather Round the Lamp, an Aston Villa podcast A
0: towards Archer! That's a fabulous header! the, target, the Oh, brilliant. Magnificent from Danny
1: Imbs. He's going to have to go on his own here and he's perfectly happy to do this! Sensational goal! Is the Gather round villains and welcome back to Gather Round the Lamp, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by underagaslitlamp.com. This week we're sandwiched between the Premier League's best two teams as we discuss the fallout from the defeat to Man City and await the visit of Arsenal. Saturday on Saturday lunchtime. I'm your host Andy and I'm joined today by Craig. Welcome back Craig.
0: Hi Andy. Hi listener. Nice to be back this week. Um, although not so much in terms of the football but you know it's nice to be with you and uh, be with Andy and be with our dear listeners. So hello. Yeah good good, good to have you back and um,
1: obviously we don't want to dwell too much I think on the negatives of uh, of this Man City game. I think it was probably um you know we 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 were it was a bit of a free hit as it was but obviously when we saw the saw the team sheet and saw that you know our big um our big center back Tyrone Mings was was out um they'd obviously kept that on quiet i don't know what what had happened um but he wasn't in the team and Callum Chambers had, had come into the team um it sort of felt like okay, that was probably any chance that we had had, had, had evaporated by that point. Um since joining the club, Tyro Mings has 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 missed about 12 matches by by the sounds of it. Villa Villa have won only once. Um and we've lost nine uh, in all those matches. We've lost the three matches that he's he's missed so far this season, including the one that he could have played him. Um, Mr Gerrard uh, decided not to pick him against Bournemouth. Um, judging by the first two goals on Sunday, Villa again uh, missed the former captain in the heart of the defence. Um, he's always kind of de- divided the fan base. We've talked a lot about Tyrone on here and, and why he's kind of so unpopular with certain group of, of, of fans. Um, however, the, the facts kind of speak for themselves, really. Um, so... D- does Villa's reliance on him say more about the team or more about him and how good he is?
0: Uh, it, it, uh, mm, it's an interesting question. I think that if we're looking glass half empty, it 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 is probably somewhat concerning that there are still players that we heavily depend on who were bought in that uh, Suso trolley dash. However... On the other hand, those players have grown with us. Douglas Luiz has grown with us into a Brazilian international and, and, and into a really excellent midfielder player. Uh, Ezri Konza, despite his setback last season, has grown with us uh, into a really formidable Premier League uh, uh, defender. And Tyrone Mings maybe has grown with us more than anyone else. He was literally the uh, the Bournemouth reserve left-back when we picked him up. And at Euro 2020, he was the starting centre-half for England in, in the 1-0 win against Croatia. And he kept a clean sheet in the following game as well, uh, while Harry Maguire was out injured. So Mings' transformation now from substitute left-back into powerhouse centre-half is really something. There is there is a real kind of rags-to-riches story there, particularly if you take in the non-league Chippenham and the mortgage advisor stuff, which we have talked about before. So I think if we're being positive about it, we can say it's really pleasing that this is a player who's grown with us, a player who was instrumental in our promotion and who has been able to kick on with us at every level. But on the other hand, you have to say, if we're looking to finish in in the European places, it is concerning, I guess, from a recruitment standpoint, that we haven't been able to bring in enough replacements or enough cover. Uh, Diego Carlos, I accept, is out injured, but even so... That that one injury to our, our 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 back four can have us in such a shambles. That has to be a concern.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I was kind of thinking this, and I know if you if you asked, I think a lot of whether it's media or whether it's fans from other clubs. I'm not sure really how how highly Tyro Mings is rated. I think there was a little bit of skepticism from non-Villa fans about him playing for England um, you know for for whatever reason um, you know he's he's kind of seen as a bit of a you know not a joke not a joke figure by any stretch but but someone that that perhaps can't be relied on as a center half um, I, I personally I mean I disagree with all all of that but I think that's the perception of him from outside and he's he'd, he'd be very much viewed as a um, a bottom to Bottom half to sort of mid-table Premier League centre back, I think. So, I just it's just interesting that how if you take that into account, how him not being there can be so so damaging. Even though you're bringing in someone in Callum Chambers, who all right, he hasn't played an awful lot, and that's obviously gonna gonna be a, a bit of a problem, but. Someone, you know, he's he's an experienced defender. He knows what he's doing. He's been in England squads. He's played for Arsenal. He's always been pretty highly rated. Yet that is such a huge drop off for someone like Tyra Mings. I mean, do you think it's got more to do with, you know, we we've always said, haven't we, that other players around him kind of rely on him to talk them through games? Do you think that's? A lot to do with it as well. It's just even though he's not captain, his his general kind of leadership and guidance for the other players is that is that the thing that we miss?
0: Yeah, if we if we rewind our uh, VHS cassettes for all of uh, all of the people of Advantage Andy, we can remember in Project Restart when there were no uh, fans in the ground. Literally, all you could hear on those Premier League feeds was Tyrone Mings barking at everyone, left, right, and centre. Uh, Jack Grealish was wearing the uh, the armband in those days, but it was very clear who the on-field leader was, and it was Mings. He was pushing, pulling, uh, uh, encouraging, criticising, talking all of the his teammates through the game, and that's really something that 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 we certainly miss now. Emmy Martinez is back there now. Konza now has got over a hundred appearances in the Premier League under his belt. So you think he would step in? We've got a France international, in Luca Dean, who probably less said about him at the moment. Andy, the better he's not doing very well. Who you would think is experienced enough? And as you say, this isn't we had. We didn't have Josh Freely coming in or one of the young lads from 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 our under twenty threes. This is. The man in Callum Chambers, who's been capped by England, has played for Arsenal, has won trophies at Arsenal, and is should be an adequate cover at least. And and unfortunately, he just really wasn't. I mean, I was, I couldn't help think to think to myself that uh, we would have been better, better off with big Courtney Horse uh, rather than Callum Chambers on uh, on 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 Sunday against Manchester City, and that in itself is somewhat damning, Andy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. I think. I think it's hard for um, for a player to to go onto the opposite side as well. I think Callum Chambers just didn't look comfortable on that on that left hand side of defence. Did he? Um, he? You know, some players can do it. I think Deir- Deirger- He doesn't look Carlos- comfortable
0: when he has to run, Callum <laughs> Chambers. <laughs> Which, considering he's a footballer, is a bit might be a bit of a, a bit of an issue. Unless you're playing for dice and you can just sit on your your eight, edge of your eighteen yard box. He, he he looks very uncomfortable having to run and change direction.
1: So so what's happened with him then? Because when he when he signed um, under Gerard for those first sort of two or three months, he he looked pretty good. He was you know he was he, he was quite comfortable at the back there. A lot of people saying that he should have he should have started and he should have been starting ahead of Konza probably certainly at that point because Konza was having a having a nightmare. Um, and then he had a good good pre-season and a lot of people expected him to start the season um alongside Carlos presumably um so what what's happened to him he's kind of he's kind of fallen fallen by the wayside isn't he
0: i don't know what's happened to him i i have been really concerned with his performances this season and it, you could be forgiven as you say for 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 maybe it's a little bit of uh, rust uh, because he doesn't get uh, dusted off and put into the team that often, but he was frightening against uh, Manchester United in the uh, in the in the Carabao Cup exit game. He was he he was not too much better against Stevenage um, in in our FA Cup exit, and kind of the point of being a backup player is that when you're called upon, you don't necessarily need to be. You know the reincarnation of Saul Campbell and uh, Rio Ferdinand rolled to one, but you need to be a steady Eddie and a steady performer, and, and 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 Chambers has has been caught out time and again, and he was absolutely responsible for some of those goals against Manchester United in the cup, and he was definitely responsible for goal number two uh, against Manchester City at the uh, at the at the weekend, so really concerning. Uh, maybe he's not happy. Maybe there's an underlying problem there that we don't know about. Emery's already got rid of him once from Arsenal, so I assume he'll be moving uh, Callum Chambers on again in the summer. And um, and and maybe that's just it. Maybe Callum Chambers is just not suited for Emma, Unai Emery's football.
1: Yeah, that's it. and I suppose Diego Carlos can't can't come back soon enough. Really, do you do you see him? I mean, obviously, it really depends. You know how he how he responds and um he's been out for a long time carlos um do you do you see him getting into that defense and do you think he's more likely to to replace konza or or Tyrone mings in that defense if he does if he does get back up to speed well i think we saw
0: the answer to that on on sunday against man city <laughs> i think he's more likely to replace konza uh, because we we just lose uh, that's that stat that you said earlier, I saw that too in the in the Greg Evans piece from the Athletic. Twelve games without Tyrone Mings, one win, and that was a one nil win against against a, a really god awful Norwich side. It's pretty bad. So it seems like Mings must play, and um, if. And it is a big if because snapping your cruciate, not your cruciate, sorry, snapping your Achilles as, as Diego Carlos did is a very, very troubling injury, particularly for someone who is now uh, about to turn 30. If he can come back, then I would expect him to to slot into the team uh, alongside Tyron Mings. I, I, I think that that would be Konza moving to the bench then.
1: Yeah, I must say the the, the one game that we, we did see um, with Diego Carlos and Tyron Mings, um, Everton at home, in the forty degree heat back in August. Um, I mean they they looked they looked really comfortable together at the back. It looked like a really equal partnership as well. We, we've we've been used to Mings sort of dominating that that defence, um, and certainly the centre back partnership sort of helping. Conza or Chambers or whoever through through games to some degree, um, but I, I, I must say that, um, and I've said we've said before on on this show that Conza has really come back into some form and, and it wasn't the best game for any any of the any of the defenders I think on on Sunday. But you know I've, I've been really pleased with 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 Conza and I think certainly the three of them if you if you had that diego carlos ming's Conza, and then possibly another you know new signing in defense um going into next season i'd i'd be very happier than i don't know about you craig
0: yeah i think that we 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 need to see competition for places and we need to see probably a boosting of that area because a bit like goalkeeper you can't have one injury completely kill you could um, <laughs> kill your ability to win a football match. Otherwise, you're in, you're in you're in the danger zone. And we we've had that situation somewhat before with a, a certain floppy uh, uh cat who we'll probably talk about later on. So certainly there needs to be some 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 looking at. If you had a defensive four, let's let's assume Courtney Horse will be moved along. Let's assume Callum Chambers will be moved along. If you had a defensive foursome of Mings, Konza, Diego Carlos, and Pau Torres, for example, <laughs> then I think you are starting to cook on gas. Yeah. Then you are looking like a, a, a four-person unit that is um, that is that is ready to to make a European charge. So we're not far away. I think we've got three of the four, and um, it's just down to the, the squad, the, the the club now, whether or not they're able to execute on those um, on those improvements in the summer.
1: Yeah, and, and of course, Conza in the that Emery system with the you know where they. They go to the back three um, when the team attack. Um, Konza, Konza, I think would fit in really well on that right side, playing as a right back. Um, he's not, he's not great go, going forward, but he wouldn't necessarily have the same responsibility to go forward on on the right hand side. Um, we see how sort of Cash and Young are both kind of limited in that position in terms of how much they push up um, and when they push up. So I wonder whether. You know that that might be something that they utilise once they've, you know, got got all their troops back in terms of in terms of the the centre back um, positions really because he's certainly done that before played that position before to, with some success um, under Dean Smith hasn't he so you know that might be something they they look at as well.
0: And that's when Dean Smith got so upset with Freddie Gilber he was like, <laughs> forget this. <laughs> Conza, yeah. you're in at right back. Courtney Horse coming at centre back. Let's 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 stay up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know you know I like to squeeze in a Freddie Gilbert um, <laughs> reference just for you, Andy, anytime I can. Then I will continue to do that for as long as I can. But you're absolutely right. The point is, I think Conza, if he isn't being asked to cross the halfway line, would be an excellent right back. You know, he's a good defender. He's one of the best one-on-one defenders in the league very rarely gets beaten in 1v1 in one, one one situations um, so having someone solid there like that would be excellent now obviously you would lose the distribution that you get with, with Ashley Young um, but I think that Konza is comparable to Cash on the ball so really it's much of a muchness there and if you're not asking Cash to cross the halfway line um, you really lose some of his some of his value although we know that he can't cross a road <laughs>
1: Well, let's um con- continue with the defend the defense then, and uh, just rattle through these, <laughs> these the, the latest additions in the uh, the Aston Villa goal giveaway club. Craig um, f- first goal, you know, <laughs> it almost seemed inevitable that this this was going to go in. I think Gra- Grealish had won the won the corner. Um, just a <laughs> a good ball into the box, you know, Rodri. Um, Made the run completely lost his marker. I think was 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 Kamara and and powered the header past past Martinez at the at the near post. Um, bit of discussion on our group about who was at fault. I I I felt Martinez probably should have should have done a bit better, um, particularly given the comments about um, you know thinking he's ready to win the the uh, the Champions League. I think uh, Champions League goalkeepers save those ones. But um, what did, what did you think of this one?
0: I would suggest that um, there was there was plenty of blame to go around. Kamara certainly was in no man's land. You have to at least disrupt the the, the, the run, disrupt. If you can't win the header, at least make the uh, Rodri, in this case, fight for the ball so that there's a little bit more pressure on the header and it's more difficult to execute a clean header at goal in our own six-yard box. Ollie Watkins, in his post-match interview, also said that he... Uh, uh, bore some responsibility for that goal as well because he could have potentially picked up or, or tried to block that run a little bit better. And, and Martinez again, he'll be disappointed to be beaten at his near post, but it is basically in the you know it's he's, it's a bullet header from point blank ra- point blank range within the six yard box, so it's not necessarily uh, a straightforward save. And again, it's just a really disappointing, really soft goal. Um, Teams like Manchester City are just so good anyway That they can score against you They can tear you limb from limb with an intricate move De Bruyne can smash one in, in top bins at any given moment, left foot, right foot, doesn't matter. Mares can twist you into a pretzel and, and, and bend one in the fire, fire corner. Uh, Grealish doesn't score goals, but he's very you know talented in other ways. So there's enough talent there, not to mention Erling Haaland, perhaps the best striker in the league. So there's enough talent there with Man City that they can get you anyway. You don't need to give them gifts like we did. And we gave them three goals, and it's really disappointing. If you add the four against Leicester, Absolutely criminal, really. Uh, a really dark week in 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 the Aston Villa uh, goal giveaway club history, Andy.
1: Yeah, it was, and I was I was feel a bit um, annoyed when Man City score a goal like that against us. I I, I, I think they wasn't it Rodri who who scored a header at Wembley um, in the in the cup final against against us. Was it, it was Rod, Rodri, and um, you do kind of think, you know. Th- I kind of have that feeling. They've got enough about them to be able to rip us apart and score a goal and deserve the goal without us kind of them just getting a getting a, a header from a corner. You know, it's, it's not a very satisfactory Man City goal when you look at all their players. It's kind of, it is like you, you're kind of giving them one really and that's how it, how it sort of felt and even after, what was it, seven or eight minutes of the game, you kind of feel that, that's that's almost it. Done, then you you are already behind. The game plans out the window. Um, you know, we then had to kind of change things up, and that's when City just smell blood in the water, don't they? And they, you know they 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 can they can just probe away then, and eventually they're gonna they're gonna get their second goal. And it was a it was another really really terrible looking goal from a Villa perspective. Um, you know. Mix up, I think, between Chambers and Martinez. I feel like Martinez hung Chambers out to dry a little bit. Uh, he was a little bit in no man's land. Chambers, I don't know where he's he thinks that header's going. I mean, it was a really good, incisive sort of through ball, wasn't it, from De Bruyne's? It's that, it's that, um, it's that ball that Man City didn't have last season. You know, they couldn't they couldn't play that pass last season because they didn't have anyone you know to to get on the end of it or to make anything happen from that kind of ball um but now they can which of course just opens up another avenue for them and ha- harland just being there i think um panicked chambers enough that he he, he you know he lost his mind and 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 just <laughs> just headed the ball into nowhere really and harland obviously got onto it and put the cross in i think i think dean was a bit a bit weak as well um on, on that's that. a shock wasn't it <laughs> and uh
0: couldn't yeah, believe that
1: j- j- just absolutely just 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 kind of all round terrible martinez chambers dean and and ashley young really at the back post not not really doing enough and it's it's just a tapping for for gundawan we like giving gundawan tappings don't we
0: we do like giving uh, gundawan tappings um yeah just a just a mess ashley young what's he doing there He's ball watching is what he's doing, and and that might be the the inner winger coming out in him. You'd like to think when there's no one else to mark but Gunduan and you're next to him. The, again, he wouldn't get a free hit because if 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 Ashley Young is positioned better, he's able to clear that ball quite easily because it's it's right in his vicinity, and um and and then we don't can see that goal. But obviously, lots of errors leading up to that. I wonder. I, I assume Martinez gave gave Chambers a shout. I don't know. Obviously, that, that, that is what it is, but just really a mess and actually embarrassing. I, those two, first two goals, I know you, were Andy was turning our group chat blue. Um, and it was just embarrassing. I don't know how else to say it. You, you're looking at it, you're thinking, this is a big game for Aston Villa, a big game for this squad, a big game for Unai Emery. We're on TV. So it's on a Sunday afternoon. We're involved in the title race. We've got Man City and Arsenal back to back, and we've absolutely gone out and just embarrassed ourselves.
1: Yeah, it felt. It certainly felt like that. It felt like we just we just kind of rolled over, really. And all right, I think I think Man City. You know, we said last week. You know, they're a little bit of a wounded animal at the moment. You know, they're clearly, they're, they're you know they're playing the victim card, aren't they? And they're you know they're kind of. Um, kind of build this they're trying to build this siege mentality so they were always going to come out the blocks you know they were going to they were going to be galvanized they were going to be angry um but we kind of just rolled over didn't we we were there was no no sense of kind of any any substance in that in that first half and this is a performance a first half performance i think we've seen so many times um under the under the last three managers i think i think obviously not so much under emery but because we're still very early into his his tenure but certainly you know we've seen these players put in these kind of very sort of half-assed performances you know several times over the last two or three years and it's just so disappointing that it's still there you know it hasn't been rooted out yet has it that 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 that
0: attitude yeah and and you can lose as well. Obviously we we can lose to Man City and we probably should lose to Man City and we do lose to Man City. But it, it's it's sometimes the manner of the defeat and again we, and we showed that we can do it in the second half talking about that attitude and application that was there in the second half although I think there is you know if you if you're being cynical you would say well City had the game won Erling Erling Haaland's gone off and they've taken their foot off the gas. But whatever we, we, we did a much better showing in the second half. So you have to question really what is going on because, again, it's not just the Man City game now. It's seven just horror show goals in, in a week. So it's really disappointing. It's a real setback from a kind of the feel-good uh, um, you know momentum that we were enjoying a couple of weeks ago after the five wins out of seven. And all those wonderful wins and those really dogged defensive displays. So, I mean, I know what you think, Andy. I think that you think that the these players that a leopard can't change their spots, and this is just they're going to just do this no matter what. So, is that what you think? Is is it just root and branch overhaul needed now?
1: Yeah, um, I, I I don't know about root and, root and branch as such. I think there are players, and and we might, you know, we'll talk about Ollie Watkins and we've talked about Tyro Mings haven't we and there are players there that 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 have got it that have got a bit a bit of backbone and a bit of bot, bottle about them but i think generally there's a it feels like there's a culture at the, at the club that hasn't hasn't been kind of um uh dealt with properly yet and that is that happy to lose that it's okay you know it's okay to lose kind of kind of culture really um, that's just how it feels from the outside when you watch them. Um, I'm not there. I'm not in the dressing room. I can't. You know, I, I may be completely wrong about that, but it's it just feels like there's that there's that thing about it. And I, as I say, you know, and it might it might sound hyperbolic, but it's it's it, I feel like these this group of players have have now seen off two managers. Um, you know and we see the reaction initially don't we and we see them do things better and they talk about how how the training's better and the you know the approaches and they're impressed with the the ideas and all this kind of stuff and then it just it just falls flat and they you know and I don't want to say it like it's it's two games two defeats isn't it um which which is fine but Two defeats can easily turn into three, four, and five defeats, can't it? And you know we've seen it before. So uh, that's that's my that's my concern, and I do feel like Emery needs to needs to have a, a real look at who he can who he can actually trust um, and who he can't, and and make sure that those players that he can't aren't around long.
0: Well, my feeling is, Andy, and and I said this to you on on a phone call the other day that we had where we should have probably recorded it because we had 30 (laughs) minutes of gold, listener, 30 minutes of gold. On this call with Andy, I said, my feeling is, based on the transfer activity we had in January, is that Unai Emery got rid of as many players as he humanly possibly could get away with getting rid of without it being ridiculous. I think if he could have got rid of more, he would have. I think if he could have got rid of Chambers, he would have. I think if he could have got rid of Cash, he would have. I think if he could have moved on Dinia, he would have. I really do think that there's a bunch of players that are that are not that, that Emery is not liking the cut of his jib. But Emery's a much smoother, more um sensible and pragmatic operator than than Gerard was. This time last season, we had Gerard throwing those players under the bus every week yeah i need to get better players better players better players blah 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 whereas emery never says that he says i'm very happy with the players we need to bring in someone to help them and we're going to look in you know he's he's very he's just a little bit cleverer with it or smarter with it than, than, than gerard ever was and i think that comes with experience and, and with being just a better a higher caliber operator dare we say so I do think that, that lots of these players aren't long for this world. And I think that you can if 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 you're um if you're a sentimental type, I would I would watch every villa game you can between now and the end of the season because I think that this will be the last hurrah for a number of these players.
1: Yeah, I think I think you do I get a I get a little bit um I feel a little bit cringy when you, you kind of I don't look through Twitter very much these days but when, when you you look through and you see some of these players being kind of hero worshipped and even like some of the players that have left and clearly had to go um, although that one or two of them will be back in the summer but um, you know it's 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 kind of ridiculous really um, and I think I think we need to we do need to, to kind of be a bit more realistic about it. When you've, when you've, if you've been in a squad that's where there's, where two managers have been sacked, um, and you're still not really improving, um, you know, what what what's what's so great about them? What's so great about these players? You know, there are one or two who are really performing well, and uh, you get the feeling where you know they're they're really keen, and they they're either playing because they 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 really want to be part of. Aston Villa's future, or they're playing for their future elsewhere, and and you know, and and that sort of thing. But they're they're focused and they're getting the job done,
0: um, and that's important. So come on then, Andy, name names. Who Who's, are you who, ready to say goodbye to in uh, April or May? Well, I think you you you
1: mentioned a couple. I think I think I think Luca Dean. Um, I, I I don't think he's up to it. I don't think he's I don't think he's plugged in um, to 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 Emery's style. Um, you know dare i say it, people like people like leon bailey you know you want to, you want a player like that with that that amount of talent to 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 do well but we're carrying him at the moment and i would i would yeah. I, I, and you know people won't agree with this but i, I think buendia has got a lot to do as well um i think he'd had an a, a bit of an upturn in form but he was he was anonymous um against man city but when Coutinho came on, um, he you know he caused them a few problems. It was a kind of cameo performance, so we won't read too much into it. But you know, Bwendi, I think they said he had nineteen touches. And then when he when when his number went up when to come off, he threw his arms in the air and and just strolled across the pitch like we were like we were winning four 0 You know, he's he's you look at things like that and you think, where's this guy's head at? You know, he's 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 just not. He's just not on the same page and and I don't think Emory will be impressed by things like that
0: well interesting you do say that it it, it was written in one of the one of the journals I don't, I'm not sure if it was I think it might have been Percy uh, John Percy um wrote that Emory had specifically had a one-to-one conversation with Wendy for him to calm down some of these uh, histrionics and outbursts on the pitch and just focus on his football. So yeah, it would seem that based on that reporting, that uh, Emery is none too impressed with that kind of behaviour.
1: Well, no, and, and if 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 that conversation had happened before Sunday, then um, I can assume that that Buendia took in exactly zero percent of uh, the advice offered to him, because we've seen a just... few
0: of this, haven't we? We've seen we've seen water bottles became an endangered species <laughs> when Ross Barkley was in the. Was in town. Uh, Morgan Sanson has thrown a strop or two when he's been subbed. Um, so and now Buendia as well. Not not quite as bad as the previous two, admittedly. But um, it's. I mean, does it speak? What do you think about that in general? Do some people say. They like it. It's passion, and some people say it's disrespectful to the to the team and to the club and to also the player who's coming on to replace you. Where do you sit on it, Andy? I think I can guess where. (laughs) (laughs) I think think if you get subbed off, it's
1: not always a a criticism of your performance. It's it's a tactical thing. What they have five, they can make five substitutions now, Um, and I think I think sometimes it's just it's just the way it goes that the manager wants to change change the shape or change what, what what the team is is doing and 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 they'll take someone off i think if you're you know if you're losing and um your number goes up and you don't sprint off the field um or go off at the nearest point which i think they're meant to do um so the substitution can happen quick and you can you can try and try and keep the momentum then you, you're doing your team a disservice and that's you know, it's unprofessional and it and it looks really bad. The optics of it are are really bad. It's and it's essentially dissent towards the manager, isn't it? And that's how Emory will see it.
0: Well, I have a uh I, I, I have a confession here. Um in my Sunday league days in, in, in the Midlands, which many moons ago, I may have been the kind of person, but I was young then, I was very young, that would have a major outburst if I was subbed. <laughs> I I would be furious about it nine times out of ten, um, so yeah, there you go <laughs> I, I was usually I was usually the sub, so uh you
1: know <laughs> but um but yeah I, I, I just I just wonder you know, I think there are a few there are a few players who 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 aren't impressing as much as they perhaps should be at the moment so and,
0: Andy you, you, you mentioned Luca Dean I'm going to put you on the spot here. You were very vocal about Matt Target. Matt Target is in the Freddie Gilbert Club for you, I think. You were very vocal about Matt Target coming in, uh, or, or being moved on, and um, and 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 Dinia coming in. Looking at the money, Deania's on reportedly our highest paid player, if not our highest paid player, a twenty four million pound reported fee to Everton. We're now over a year into Luca Dean's stay. Was it a bad move? Do you think now we've got a year of worth of um, evidence, I guess, to 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 look at?
1: It's turned into a bad move, hasn't it? It's 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 at the time it, it seemed like, a, you know, a proper upgrade. I think most people would have seen uh, Dean coming in for for Matt Target as a as a clear upgrade, and as a result of that, Target felt that he, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't get a look in anymore, so he he left and... In search of first team football and he's still searching for it um (laughs) so yeah it's it's been a bad move i've seen it on on numerous occasions where you've signed a villa have signed a player who you expect to be a slam dunk and they and and they're just not it's it's not it's not really a new thing it's not a gerard thing it wasn't a dean smith thing it's a it's, it's an Aston Villa thing, and it's been going on for decades.
0: I'm old enough, and, and some of you will be old enough to remember, when we signed players that were kind of at the peak of their careers, uh, Paul Merson, you know, kind of 29, 30. Dion Dublin, 29, 30. Um, Boateng, a little bit older, probably 26, 27. But they just came in and did the job they were supposed to do. You, you you understand you're paying the big money. You understand there's no resale value. You understand they're going to be your top earners, but it it, it we're talking about four generations ago now Aston Villa <laughs> teams, but it wasn't always. Sometimes sometimes you could sign a player at 30 at the top of the market, and they came in and they plug and play and they do what they're supposed to do. Unfortunately for us, the big the big name players on 100 grand plus a week: Ings, Dina, Coutinho. Carlos injured, admittedly. So, so let's leave him out. But you know, even so, he hasn't performed because he hasn't been able to. There's four players there, the best, the the, the, the thick end of, of probably eighty or ninety million pounds, and we haven't had really much to shout about from any of them.
1: No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been poor, and whether it whether it's more symptomatic of um, the the state of flux that the team has been in and and, and changing managers. Obviously, you know we can we can link everything back to losing Grealish because everything went round him, everything went through him, and losing him, you know, set us back. God knows how long, you
0: know. So, you Well, know. two years and counting so far. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk. About we finished it. We'll about it Jack in we minute, we but... finished eleventh. Are we? Are we going to talk about him? We. we, we, yeah, we, we... Well, we finished eleventh when he left, <laughs> and we are where are we now still we're 11th just about yeah. Um because uh you know we've 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 lost a couple so we have at best stood still in in the 18 months since he's left but we certainly haven't moved forward and that is disappointing but go ahead you want well, it's, it's time for us I'll, to talk about him i suppose
1: yeah but on that as well we we dropped into 11th place that season we got 55 points to finish 11th yes, any we other season we we're we're seventh or eighth um with 55 points so um we actually we actually dropped when when he wasn't playing into that 11th position we have scrapped like hell to get into 11th position this <laughs> season you know changed the manager you know uprooted the team and all sorts of different ways to 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 get to where we are and we're clinging on to it and you know I, I'd say we're we're a long way back from from where we were uh that season but that's what happens when you lose such a good player. But he really... You do you re-
0: remember that summer? <laughs> I remember us, t- we were we were, we were were living the vida loco. We were talking about Smith-Rowe. We were talking about Ward-Prowse. We were thinking, All right, we're going to have this front three. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have Grealish on the left, Wendier in the middle because Buendia signed early. Smith-Rowe on the right. Tammy Abraham up front. I was like, we're going to Europe. We're going to do it. This is it. And uh, fast forward 18 months I'm not so fast my friend <laughs> no no
1: and obviously you know it was it, i think it was always going to happen little did we know at the time perhaps or little did we want to um, want to believe it but he he um he had his best performance uh, obviously against us i think he's only played about 7 minutes uh, against Aston Villa until now um but he had a pretty a pretty good game and of course he won the third goal um won the penalty for the third goal um, I've seen different angles of it it's never a penalty for me Craig
0: Jack Grealish dived <laughs> no say it ain't so this really peed me off I was so annoyed with him uh, Grealish that is um, on Sunday yes I know he plays for Man City Yes, I know he needs to win games for them or try to justify his, in retrospect, rather inflated transfer fee. I know that he needs to do those things and I know that I know how it works, but still, my rational brain cannot overcome the visceral anger <laughs> that I felt <laughs> thinking, how could you do this to me? It was like, I, I guess it's like an ex, Greenish is the ex boyfriend, and we kind of stuck with him through thick and thin. And all of a sudden, he got a, a nice new job, and he's just left us behind, and 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 now he's kicking us while we're down. It felt re- really, I felt really angry with him, and I felt angry almost. It was almost like, and you would do that to Jacob Ramsey? That kid's looked up to you for years. <laughs> he's he's followed you through the youth ranks, and you would do that to him? You would make him concede the penalty by diving like that? I know that's completely irrational, but I am a fan first, and you know, <laughs> so I I felt very upset with it, but. I mean where do you sit? Ramsey naive there or has Grealish just outright cheated?
1: <laughs> he's outright cheated. Ramsey hasn't done anything. All Ramsey's done is 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 kind of um followed his run. That's literally all he's done. And and Jack Grealish has wrapped his one leg around his other leg and and gone over and completely conned the ref to the point Well, where I'm
0: glad you said that. That's that's my reading of it too, <laughs> but I thought maybe I was being irrational. Good. So we are we are in lockstep here, and Andy.
1: You, you feel like you're being gaslighted a little bit because <laughs> you, you do. Yeah. You kind of you commentators there go saying, "No, he's 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 been clipped. He's got a you know the the, the length." I heard someone saying there was a tangle of legs. I don't think Ramsey's even touched him. I, I, I'd be amazed if Ramsey has touched him.
0: Ramsey's leg hasn't touched Grealish's leg in any meaningful way. I've yeah. watched all the replays too, Andy. And and and
1: he's 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 gone over. So so. You can't you can't say that anything Ramsey's been naive or because he hasn't he literally if he'd lent on him or if he'd if he had clipped him or done something then you can say well yeah you deserve that a little bit because you know you know what Grealish is like um, he's he's done it plenty for us it's hard to be too <laughs> too um uh, angry with him because we we certainly lapped it up when he was he was doing that for us but you know. I, yeah, it's a, it, it's a shame, but I think um, that's the sort of player he is. He's you know he's obviously competitive, and you know he'll he'll take any competitive advantage he could. But all he should have got there was a booking. Um, and I felt that um, actually, because people said, that, but I've heard people saying, you know, he did have a good game, he's in good form, and all the rest of it. But I actually felt Emery, Emery set up really well. For, for Jack Grealish in this one. He 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 understood that um you can let Jack Grealish have space. He allowed you know, obviously Ashley Young had a bit of a bit of a torrid time with him, but um City didn't play with a left back so there was no overlap. Um so they allowed Jack Grealish to have the space in the knowledge that if you look at his numbers, um he's not likely to score or or or, or do much else really. Um, he came close a couple of times. He obviously looks good on the ball, and he he looks dangerous. But he really didn't threaten us too much. Um, and we so just... I think
0: what you're saying here is Andy is that Jack Grealish is in fact a poor man's Adama Traore.
1: <laughs> would not
0: go that far.
1: Look, I certainly would not go Looks that far.
0: good on the ball. But, looks dynamic, but actually isn't really going to do anything to hurt you. I'd say more. Of a, more <laughs> he's more a, a, a poor
1: man's Riyad Mahrez, and um, you know that's who we we were we were perhaps trying to keep an eye on. Uh, more so, um, and he—I mean, he scored the penalty, but he—he—he was—he was kept um, reasonably quiet. So um, we, we we perhaps did okay there, but yeah, I, I wasn't—I um, wasn't impressed with with Grealish. And but ultimately, it's up to the refs and it's up to VAR to look at that and say he's not touched him. Um, you know, turn it around and.
0: This 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 might be me being biased again. Everyone's banging the drum how Jack Grealish is playing his best football for Man City, and obviously he is, and that's a very low bar, by the way, because uh, last season he had the Scott Carson, um, uh, Calvin Phillips role of being really a, a super, <laughs> super cheerleader. Um, the player that I'm watching for Man City in recent weeks still is not a patch on the player that was playing for us in that, that fateful season we already mentioned where we finished on 55 points, Andy. Not a patch on him.
1: No, and I I, 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 I think that's it. I think he's he's nowhere near the level, is he? He's for whatever reason. I think there are there are there are there are hints of it there in his game. Um, you know, he is getting a bit more. I think as Man City have adapted to having Haaland there, what that's done is it's allowed Grealish to have a, li- a little bit more freedom on the ball. Really, he's obviously playing much higher up as well. You know, if you think about. Um I heard someone saying that he, he used to win us lots of free kicks with his diving or with his with his um going going down easy, let's say. Um but uh, it was never penalties, but that was because he was starting his runs from ten yards inside his own his <laughs> own back. half, you know. He he here he's 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 picking the ball up on the edge of the penalty area. So he's more likely to win those those penalties or or free kicks a lot closer to the goal. So um but yeah, I mean, in terms of what he's doing, he's he's obviously not not as vital to them is he as 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 he was to Villa, and he he's just he's just not as exciting to watch is he at Man City, and and they've got an embarrassment of riches um, there to watch anyway.
0: I was thinking about this actually. Um, I was thinking about for Man City. I was like, okay, he 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 got a, a, a he got a Scott Carson medal last season uh, for winning the Premier League but I was, I was looking through the Man City team from last season. It wouldn't be a stretch to say that he was perhaps the 12th or 13th most important player in that team, which is a long way down from being obviously the number one be-all and end-all player for Aston Villa. But um, this is the interesting thing, isn't it? Because we, we've talked earlier about transfers. We've talked about Bailey, Denia, Ings struggling. That famous press conference of uh, Christian Perslow now, which has become almost a um, almost folklore in its idiocy and retrospect in that we're replacing the uh, key aspects of Jack Grealish with Leon Bailey, Emmy Buendia and Danny Ings. Well, Ings is already kicked out the door, <laughs> gone. Uh, Buendia, as you say, struggling. And, and Bailey looks, uh, I don't know what's going on with Bailey. He's, he looks at a shadow of himself. So this is the interesting thing with the, you talk about the gaslighting and the narrative in the, in, in the, in the media. I see that uh, I think old blue nose Clinton Morrison was at it again. How dare the Aston Villa fans boo Jack Grealish? He got them hundred million pounds. The hundred million pounds did us no good. No, it was squandered. <laughs> it did. The, the hundred million did Tottenham no good when uh, they they lost Gareth Bale. They it set them back a couple of years. They 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 squandered the money too. The twenty five million that we we received for Danny Ings uh, that Southampton received for Danny Ings from us did them no good. They're now looking at getting relegated from the Premier League, and they had a bad year last year too. Um, the the, the hundred million that Leeds received for Calvin Phillips, the aforementioned Calvin Phillips and, and Rafinha from Man City and Barcelona, respectively, it's done them no good. They look like they're going to go down. So this idea that this hundred million pounds is some kind of magic elixir that just cures all your ills. The point is, we could not replace Jack Grealish. There was no one that we could buy or afford or that would come to us at that level. And the hundred million really you have to say as of today 15th of February 2023 as of today you you have to say that money's been wasted by Aston Villa i hope that changes i do hope that changes but as of today that's kind of where we are
1: yeah it feels feels a bit like that and i think at the time we were we were pretty happy with those signings weren't we um but yeah, they we get were. to yeah. really work out certainly bailey and bwendie i'd say probably ings is the most um probably the the, the best of those three really and, and and at least we've been able to um to, to recoup some value as well, um, on Danny Ings, which was a, you know, a, a good deal. Um, I think as it's, uh, as it's turning out, but, um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it feels like, um, it was maybe an opportunity missed, but I don't think you can, re- you can just replace players like that. I think, I think West Ham might have a similar problem this year, um, if 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 they sell Declan Rice, I think how how do you how do you replace players that are that important to the to the club and the fans and the and, and everything everything the the club the club is really and I think I
0: think we uh, can sell them marvellous the marvelous Camber for thirty five million pounds. He'll fill he'll fill <laughs> some of the gap.
1: <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we do, you expecting him to have a really good time at Luton. Then
0: <laughs> put himself in the shop. I'm window? expecting. <laughs> I think marvelous has. I think he has. You know, he's my marvellous goldfish. I think he has things that he does very, very well. Um, Unfortunately, passing a football isn't one of them, which is a problem for a central midfielder in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, Declan Rice can certainly pass a football. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a Declan Rice is a class
0: act. I'll I'll be interested to see where he goes, actually, um, because I think he he could really play and improve basically any team in the league, barring maybe Man City. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a shame, though. It'd be a shame for him to leave West Ham, but... But there we go. Um, but the second half, we'll get on to, <laughs> get back to the match. The second half was uh, <laughs> improved, really, like you say. Probably, probably um, City obviously, you know, took their foot off the gas um, slightly. Um, but there were impacts made from the bench. John McGinn, Alex Moreno, Phil Coutinho um, came on and gave gave some balance and attacking intent as well to the the team. Um John Duran um had a superb effort. Um hit the bar uh, r- really late on and and looked good, looked lively up front generally. Um and there was an excellent trademark goal from from Ollie Watkins, good ball through from, from Douglas Louise, and he got onto it and and finished it really well. It was a it was a kind of classic Ollie Watkins goal, really. Um so what you know, what do you think? I mean, obviously. It felt like the, the, the team in the second half performed somewhat better than the the, the team in the first half. Um, do you think they've given Emery some some food for thought here? Do you think guys like Bailey, Buendia might, might be struggling for Saturday?
0: I think Buendia has been in better form. I think Bailey now... Absolutely deserves to be dropped and should be dropped And I think will be dropped I think he, um, he's he been bad for quite a while now And I'm not quite sure um, what's going on with Bailey Because we see flashes I remember seeing that goal that he set up for Watkins in the Brentford game he scored the open there and he, he he beat like three men. Do you remember he beat yeah. like three or four men? Flew down the wing and then put in an inch perfect cross for um, for Watkins. Watkins <laughs> took three or four uh, bites of the cherry but got there in the end. And then it was the first time since that Everton goal on his, I think, home debut, way back in the the, the Dean Smith era, that I looked at Bailey and I think I was like, wow, we've got something quite special here. And we just really don't see it anywhere near often enough, and um, it's not even inconsistency. It's not like you could say, "Oh, he's inconsistent," because it's so rare that it's like a it's like a four leaf clover. It's it's just not it's just not there enough for it to even be called inconsistent. It's like those moments are the anomaly, because the rest of it is pretty crap. So for for Bailey's own good, I think probably he needs to drop out the, the 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 team. For one thing, I can say Bailey's improved on is his robustness. I mean, he's available this year, so that's good. We can, you know, look at things glass glass half full. But for sure, Bailey should should be stepping out of the team. Coutinho um, looked very very good in in the last couple of uh, cameos. Can he sustain that for ninety minutes? Don't know. But there's only one way to find out. McGinn, I think, is pushing to start. And as you say, the most exciting of them all, really, is 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 Duran. You, you don't want to get carried away. But in the two cameos that we've seen in the last two games against Leicester and Man, Man City, we've seen some very, very interesting things from uh, John Duran.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the the shot there at the end um, just came out of nothing. It It completely took me by surprise. He's just controlled it on his thigh and and hit it with no battle if whatsoever and it's it's really cannoned off the bar uh, Edison hasn't moved it's it's just um it's taken everyone by surprise to think uh, reminiscent of ali Samata,
0: that one <laughs> yeah. i remember him doing some oh, no, no, no no i don't no. Um, yeah i was thinking i was i was actually thinking about this i was thinking who else in villa's strikers or recent strikers even attempts that not to maybe Codger would have been the last one mm, maybe. To, to even to even think about before he did his ankle and became awful. Maybe he's the last one and again that's at championship level. Tammy, I don't know attempts that. I mean it was really quite spectacular yeah it was um, certainly not some of that Watkins has in his locker with all due respect to Ollie Watkins. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it was such a shame it didn't go in. I suppose that's uh, that's the classic Villa element of it, isn't it? We're, we're sat here um, talking glowingly about a shot that hit the bar, but um, <laughs> you
0: know, well, you've got to take your you got to take your green shoots where you can.
1: Yeah, but it was it was you know it was it was really encouraging, and and he he was playing. He seems to have a bit of a bit of confidence about him. He, he you know he doesn't look like someone that that is shying away. He believes from his body language at least he believes he should be um on the pitch at the Etihad um playing in the Premier League so um you, you sort of think that 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 really bows well and it's how we kind of or how emery now kind of coaches him into the the right the right system the right style of play and um and 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 helps him really not to you know not to get too carried away with his ego and just 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 kind of settle down and, you know, and take his opportunities when he gets them because he's he's obviously going to get chances, isn't he, um, in the team this season because there's no one else other, <laughs> other than Ollie Watkins. Um, although, uh, you know, obviously we have Troy Ray coming back as well um, soon. So w- what about, um, we mentioned John McGinn there as well. Do you think, you said he's, he's perhaps pushing for a, a start. Um, I said last week that I felt that midfield too, of uh, uh, Douglas louise and Kamara, perhaps, perhaps, you know, might might benefit from having McGinn there just to kind of, kind of slot inside. Obviously, he's playing in the the wide area of that box midfield, but you know, to sort of slot inside and and and, and help them out a little bit at times. They've 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 looked a little bit overrun at times in the last couple of games.
0: Yeah, I think. Kamara I think Luiz has been okay but I think that Kamara certainly has been struggling definitely against Liverpool and again he was quiet and again this is this is fine this isn't a critique this is what happens he's a young player first season in the league all that jazz and um and and you know we're going to see peaks and troughs with him he's not going to be 10 out of 10 every week although he's had a very promising start to his Villa, Villa career but this is where it's about management Either take him out of the team, maybe bring Donker in, or as you say, put McGinn around him to give him a little bit of extra support. And and saying that, you know, Kamara could bounce back on uh, on 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 at the weekend against Arsenal and have an absolute man-of-the-match display. Speaking of uh, Jack Grealish, he's only just gone and scored to make it 2-1 for Manchester City yeah. against Arsenal. So, um, so there you go. There you go. He's, uh, he's having uh, his impact, finally. He's having his impact. Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't even dive or anything. I mean, Ramsdale should probably save that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the 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 key there is patience with 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 Kamara. Should it should probably be a softly, softly, gently, gently approach with him. And um, certainly, I would imagine. I would imagine if not Duran and Coutinho, certainly I would think that uh, McGinn would come in, uh, perhaps for Bailey with Buendia joining, um, joining. Uh, Watkins up front. What do you think of Ramsey? Ramsey for me has not been playing particularly well this season overall.
1: No, I think I think um with Ramsey he's he ha- he had a really good season last season, didn't he? Um obviously started um with Dean Smith, came on in the Watford game when Villa had been abject in the first half and really made an impact and changed the game and you know, a bit unlucky not to not to get back into that game and get something. Um, and from there, from there, he we kind of saw the best side of 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 Jacob Ramsey. Scored that wonderful goal at uh, Norwich. That wonderful individual goal that was really, 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 really good, and one of one of Gerard's first games. And it looked like he was going to go from strength to strength under Gerard, but obviously. As Gerard did with the rest of the squad, he completely kicked the confidence out of him um, by asking him to do things that you know in the midfield. play left back, yeah, exactly, and and, <laughs> and 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 all that sort of thing, and and and, and exposed exposed his the weaker areas of his, his game, if anything, um, you know. So that's so that's that's maybe just knocked his confidence a bit, and now I think he's he's again trying to find his his place in a in a different style in a different shape um i thought he would slot in really well in a in a sort of four four two, four two 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 uh system i thought he'd he 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 was made he's made really for for one of those wide midfield positions but yeah he's perhaps just um just a little bit off the pace at the moment he's got everything though i think he's i think he'll be fine um but he perhaps just needs needs a bit of uh you know, a bit of bit of coaching and a you know a bit of patience, maybe just to get up to speed again. Would you
0: give Would you give Ramsey a rest as well? Possibly. Do you uh, think maybe yeah. take him out he, for two or three weeks? Yeah, he, he, freshen he, up.
1: He he wouldn't be in my um, midfield at the moment. I don't think. I think I'd have McGinn on the right side, and obviously the two in midfield, and then um, either Buendir or um, or Coutinho on that on that other side. Um, that that's how i would set up um i suppose he, he you know he could he, he could go on the left at, at times as well but i just think use him a little bit off the bench he's he, he makes an impact when he comes on he he gives them gives defences something else to think about late in games with his pace and his his direct running and i, I would i would um use him like that what what, what, what do you think
0: I think that he's really at his best, Ramsey, when he has green grass in front of him and he is kind of running at players. And I just don't know if we've seen that enough. And that might be system-related. It could be confidence-related. Um, I don't think he's a, a, a... You know, he's not an Andrea Perlo in the middle there that's going to dictate the play and, and spray balls left and right. That's not really his game, which was one of the problems with having him not to go back over old territory. One of the big problems with having Ramsey McGinn as the central midfield kind of engine room is neither one of them can really pass the ball to the kind of level that you'd want for for central midfielders. So you'd think that one of those wide positions is 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 good. And we have seen him pop up in the box. I think he missed a few chances in the Southampton game. Was un- unlucky not to get a penalty in that game. So I, I guess we just need to see him um doing the things that 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 he is suited to so hopefully we get to see that some more but um yeah i wouldn't be surprised at all if 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 he had a little bit of a, a rest for a week or two just to recharge and reset
1: yeah and i think i'd like to see a little bit more of rotation I've, I've <laughs> i say this quite a lot i do like a bit of rotation around the around the fringes of the team and just to keep it, keep things fresh keep players fresh um emory seems to again you know, be a manager that that likes to have a settled eleven, and some people like that. I like to have a settled eight or nine, and you know, change change things around a little bit um, week by week. But you know, it's um, it's you know, horses for courses in in some ways, I guess. Um, I think there will be changes this week, though, and we will we'll obviously discuss that discuss that in a bit. Um, so, I mean, positive. Enter the game, really wasn't it? It was. It's kind of nice in you know, in a way because that that game could have really gone away from us, and we could have lost five or six nil. But kind of winning the second half gives us a bit of bit of confidence, perhaps that we, you know, we earned ourselves a little bit of a, a little bit of a boost, maybe, when it could have been a complete disaster.
0: Yeah, I think so. At three nil at half time, with us playing as badly as we were playing, it does make you feel feel the worst. But the fact that we came out better. Uh, uh in the second half the fact that we won the second half the fact that we not only scored a good goal uh, ollie watkins with his third in three games so con- kudos and cra- congratulations to him he has been flying under emory um, and showing what a, what a good player is in there um after all um also as you say duran hit the bar Also, Coutinho went close with an effort which was well saved by Edison and there was a a really nice opportunity, I think, for Moreno. Um, Coutinho played him in. Moreno had Duran wide open. Uh, for the cutback and Moreno, maybe just made the wrong pass there. Otherwise, that probably would have been three-two. And then who knows? Anything can happen. But definitely some positive. I mean, Mares also probably should have scored oh, for Man yeah, City. So they they <laughs> they could have. You know, let's be fair. So yeah, uh, definitely a better second half. And now we're up against an Arsenal team who are who are beginning to lose some form. And and hopefully we can we can at least get a draw, a point. I think would be a good result against Arsenal uh, at the weekend
1: yeah for sure for sure um we we'll, we we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec but just some uh, some club news um i don't know what you think about this craig but villa have announced that the uh, the club owners um Sweris and edens company uh, v sports have purchased a 46% share of portuguese club vitoria um de Guimarães. You think is the what the locals call it but or um, Vittoria Sport Club um, to be part of the global sporting portfolio that they're they're trying to um, establish. Um, it's a top flight club currently, fifth in the Primera Liga, um, and will now sort of share links with with Villa and add to the sporting and scouting networks that are already in place. Um, we know the owners are also interested in in starting the uh, Las Vegas Villains MLS franchise in the next few years. Um, so what do you think about this this kind of multi-club setup that's, that's starting to develop? And do you think it will benefit Villa in, in the long run?
0: I think if the Las Vegas Villains or, or uh, Victoria Sport Club come in with a £5 million bid for Robin Olsen, we'll immediately <laughs> warm to the idea and be delighted with it um but no in all seriousness uh yeah uh ooh, that's three one man city game over uh harland with the goal loving you're you probably listening to this on friday night and this game's days old but i'm i'm uh, i've got the game on in the background here yeah really interesting strategic uh, uh, play for aston villa um we have now thanks to brexit a, a different kind of merit-based uh, point system for young players. Um, Duran, for example, qualified to to play for us because of his international appearance for Colombia, as well as he gets a certain amount of points for playing in MLS. So this I've seen as perhaps a route to get some... Great African or South American talent who may not qualify for a visa in the UK and the Premier League to get those points playing in uh, the Portuguese top flight uh, for a club that we have a large stake in. So I see this as a great opportunity also for some of our young players. We've seen um, some of some of our young players unfortunately have stalled. It seems like Lou, Louis Barry unfortunately is is struggling. Um, to establish himself, he's just dropped down another division. I saw he was on the bench now for Salford City, so unfortunately his career isn't going how he wanted it to go. But certainly lots of other players that we could certainly throw out there, young Rory Wilson, the uh, uh, Swinkles, Bogard. those kind of players could really gain valuable, valuable minutes in a highly competitive Portuguese, highly technical Portuguese league, um, which which is probably a better loan for for them than some 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 championship moves might be so definitely a good opportunity for us to park players there who might play for villa and also park players there in terms of our own youth prospects and also perhaps get rid of some of the dead wood that we you know someone like freddie gilbert if we had uh vittoria sport club on board maybe he could have gone and played there for four years and and i wouldn't be talking about him every week to wind you up andy
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I think because they're they are a going concern in the Portuguese league, and certainly, you know, they're fifth in the league. They're probably um, outside the Champions League places, I would think. But they're, you know, they're they're kind of towards the top and well-established club and a big club. So, you know, I think um, I think it's a, it's an interesting one. I'm, I'm interested with it. In terms of the, the potential conflict of interest if both both clubs, you know, were to get into the um, Europa League or whatever or or play each other. I understand they they did play each other in I think back in nineteen eighty three, um, in, oh. in a European competition and, and and Villa won won that won that game. But um, you know so so there is a, you know, potential thing there, and I wonder, you know, whether it has any. I know it's not a, it's not a kind of majority stake that we have. Um, so, so maybe they're getting around it, it that way. And there's a lot of talk about kind of Qatar coming in, who already own PSG and coming in and, and buying Man United as well. And you know whether there are, you know, these kind of these kind of deals. You know potentially being done if if rules are relaxed around around bigger clubs like that maybe i don't I don't know
0: I have no idea, but i'm sure if 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 Wes goes and speaks to the owners of man City they can really talk them through the intricacies of how to um of how to uh of how to get around certain things i'm I'm sure maybe they could help them in that regard perhaps yeah who knows
1: yeah, yeah I should think so I should think so or the red Bull people you know but um yeah <laughs> but um yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. I mean, obviously, it's a long-term thing, and you know, hopefully, it'll be beneficial for both for both clubs and anyone, any other clubs that are involved in in that in that network. Um, but of course, Arsenal at home this Saturday, as Craig says, they're currently losing um, at home to Man City. Um, it's another huge test, and Arsenal will obviously be coming here wanting to re-establish their position at the. Mm. At the top of the league after this, this recent dip in form, losing to Everton, drawing at home to, to Brentford last weekend. Um, we really hope Tyra Mings is returning from injury. Um, the talk is that Diego Carlos will be back in training this week, but possibly too soon to, to start featuring just yet. Um, and Bertrand Traore should be available as well. Um, Emery possibly under pressure to consider the likes of McGinn, Coutinho and Moreno after an impressive second-half performances the other night too. Um, so after losing two in a row, it sort of feels quite important the Villa get something out of this game um, at the weekend. But obviously it's a, it's a huge task. Um, Arsenal have been really excellent all season up until the last couple of weeks. Um, Emery will certainly have a point to prove as well against his ex-employers. Um, but how do you see him approaching this one?
0: I think that um, Arsenal are a really excellent team. I think they have been the best team so far, hence why they've been top of the league up until this very moment where they are about to uh, come crashing down into second. But even that is a good position for Man City, to, uh, for Arsenal to be in considering their trajectory over the last few years. Um, so it is a really tough challenge. I think that um, in, our, in our previous meeting, they really brushed us aside quite comfortably. So we want to do better than that. And I suppose the thing that I would love, I'd love a point, but I would love us just not to embarrass ourselves. We've, again, the, the, not to not to flog a dead horse here, but the, the Leicester game, embarrassing moments. The Man City game, embarrassing moments. If we lose and lose to a better team, which Arsenal are a better team than us at this moment in time, that's fine. But let's lose it in the right way. Let's make them work for any goals or anything they, 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 they get Let's make sure that we give a good accounting of ourselves, and I think if we play to our strengths, we certainly have weapons that can hurt them. Ollie Watkins loves a goal against uh, Arsenal, and Unai Emery's teams always score. He, we've scored in every single game that he has uh, that he has managed for us. So that means if we can keep it tighter at the other end, at least a point, if not more, should be up for grabs.
1: Yeah, it was a real damp squib of a game last year. It was Saka got the winner. It was a, you know, a really soft goal. Um, and it was one and, nil and, and it was all a bit disappointing again. I think it was a, an early kickoff on a Saturday, which never feels particularly good in the stadium. It never feel, unless we're playing Birmingham city, it, it's never particularly, um, a particularly good atmosphere. Um, and we've talked endlessly about the, the atmosphere at, at Villa Park, um, of late, um, I'm just hoping we, you know, we, we, we get back to some of those principles. And you know, the reasons it's almost it's it's almost worth kind of approaching it as a as a as an away game. Really, we've been so successful against away um, away from home against teams that, that 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 like to attack, and and you know, and we've we've closed up shop and made it made things difficult. And I think that's probably the way to to approach it. Really. Um the te- team team selection obviously is, is anyone's guess after the second half the other night and I imagine there'll be some changes but as as so long as Mings is back and I, I'm really hoping McGinn starts um I think it'll be I think it'll be great like you say, Ollie Watkins is in great form. Uh three goals, three games. Um, you know looks like he's 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 running into a purple patch and that, that that could be really good for us over the next few weeks Craig
0: yeah and um he's he's back to his best he's back to the form that we saw in in that Premier League season where he he got the 14 league goals he managed I think 11 league goals last season which was you know it's not 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 horrible and with with you know these he's got 6 now and you would back him to hit double figures again which I don't know who the last Villa striker was to to probably Benteke to score more than 10 league goals three years in a row, um, but but that's not something that we can just take for granted in terms of Ollie Watkins. That we don't have strikers that do that. Gabby Pontlaw certainly never did that, uh, so we have to appreciate him and, and 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 he can certainly score against Arsenal. We can certainly cause him some problems. Coutinho again is looking exciting. Duran is looking exciting. McGinn has returned for fitness and should be back and ready to go. and and and, and Arsenal. Arsenal are not in their best moments, so I think if we we're at our best and 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 Arsenal, who knows what will happen to them after this defeat? Uh, maybe the you know for, from a Villa perspective, we'd be hoping the wheels fall off and they completely lose their head. Saka gets sent off in the third minute, and we stroll to a three 0 win. But um, I'm 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 looking forward to the game again. I will understand and try and be understanding if we don't win because Arsenal again very good side having a very good season. But let's not embarrass ourselves, lad. Let's let's keep it tight let's do well and 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 just get the basics right because if we do that that gives us a platform to build upon
1: yeah definitely and do you want to uh do you want to give us a prediction 1-1. one i one. I'll one, one. Well, definitely take that I'm going to go I'm going to go a bit more optimistic I'm going to go for a 2-1 win um yeah Ooh. I I I think we might we might catch them at a good a good moment in a good moment as they say and uh, it could be uh it could be beneficial for us, so let's hope so. Um, and yeah, backing Ollie Watkins to carry his carry on his streak um, and get that fourth goal in 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 four games. So uh, let's 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 hope for that. But thanks for joining me again, Craig. It's been uh, great to have you back on this week and uh, great chat. And we'll 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 hopefully be seeing you at a game soon. I think.
0: Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> you never know. So. So um yeah and thanks to everyone for listening. So, uh, obviously if you if you're going to the game on Saturday have a, have a have a great afternoon. Let's hope we uh we get those three points. Um head over to underagaslitlamp.com uh, to check out the website over there um and give us a follow on all the socials and obviously subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you just uh, subscribe to us you'll get a you'll get a um a notification once the podcast is is ready. Um, Other than that, enjoy the game Saturday, stay safe and up the Villa.